Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today we have a very special guest. We have Joseph, who is the head of communications from GameStarter. This is a massive blockchain ecosystem and launchpad for NFT and blockchain games. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell us exactly <clears throat> what is GameStarter and what do you do? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, GameStarter is a crowdfunding platform for startup uh, NFT and blockchain games. So um, we kind of service a, a multitude of types of games. We've got mobile games, we've got PC, VR, and we're only expanding really our selection as far as, you know, as far as this goes. We just started last year. Um, but if you think about kind of the cr crowdfunding scene, um, we are a crowdfund basically where games, indie games, or we actually have in-house um, in developed games as well can come on our platform and raise funds basically to continue development, continue production. Uh, and they do pre-sales with NFTs, in-game tokens, um, et cetera, you know, like I said, in order to raise more funds so they can continue development and kind of make sure their product is, is, is top stuff. We screen obviously all these um, plat projects that come through that want to launch uh, through us, make sure they're legit. They're not going to be these, you know, rug pulls, scammy projects. Uh, we're looking for quality. Um, and then we also, like I said, have some in-house development games going on. So we have uh, basically we're called Game Starter Originals. Right now, we may have heard of Dark Frontiers. That's our kind of a, one of our flagship games that's coming out uh, this year. We got Pixel Pixels in the lineup as well. It's coming out. Hopefully, this um, IGO we, we've had some hiccups here and there, but uh, IGO should be launching relatively soon. Um, and then we've got another one we're getting ready to announce pretty shortly, which we're really excited about. And honestly, we're, we really hope to develop that that whole game development studio in-house as well cool right okay so you're helping game gamers and you know game creators get launched off the ground providing them with funding so let's say i'm a game creator i have this amazing idea you know i want to get out to the masses what exact what services do you provide like what exactly would that look like for me yeah so it is it, going to vary based on what level you're at and, and what honestly you're looking for. We're pretty flexible as a relatively young startup ourselves. So um, we are, like I said, we've had that in-house development but, and, and some of our team will work on, uh, you know, some of our team works more on Game Starter, but then also will we'll flow into or overflow into the Game Starter original side of things as well. And some of those in-house development games, um, usually those teams that are coming to us are a little more uh, functioning um, from an indie developer game point. They're just looking for, like I said, that crowdfunding. They're looking for that extra monetary support to be able to um, get to where they want to go with their with their projects and looking for a little more awareness. And so obviously we have a little bit of an audience now at this point. We have a platform so they can come raise some funds, uh, go through our screening process. Um, honestly, it, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us as of now. We have 
Uh, if you go to our website, you can go there and submit the game. There's a whole list of questions. You fill out the questions. Um, it gets reviewed by our team and we go from there. If it's a good match, <clears throat> we'll reach back out to you and hopefully get you on the platform. Awesome. So tell me a bit about that then. So what, what kind of, what are the numbers of the, the games that are reaching out to you? What do you guys look for when you're accepting games into the platform? Is there a specific criteria? Are there qualifications that need to be met? Or does it kind of come down to the, the general feel that you get for the founders? You know, give me, give us a little bit of insight to that would be great. Sure. Um, so as now, for as far as the numbers go, we have, <clears throat> we've launched since the, basically we, we launched around the middle of last year, as far as going public with our, uh, with our own, um, initial offering actually on downmaker we've launched 26 igos since then and then four four more coming down the pipeline and we've had uh six inos so an igo is an initial game offering <clears throat> kind of play off the ico the ipo etc this is kind of our take on it the igo uh, and then we have um initial nft offerings basically so so projects that might be more specifically targeting the nft side of things uh same kind of thing though crowdfunding <clears throat> um we're trying to raise some funds up front by pre-selling uh, these NFTs. So um, yeah, overall, more than 30 projects uh, launched since the past, uh, over this past uh, year since we've launched ourselves. Um, yeah. And so what we're looking for in general, um, good quality projects, we don't have, it can be a range of things. Like I said, we've got mobile games, we've got VR, PC. Um, so a wide variety of types of games, um, some strategy, some, like I said, Dark Frontiers is going to be a first person shooter RPG. Um, so really <clears throat> looking to expand our um, kind of kind of the arsenal of games that we have and that we're open to. So <clears throat> the type of game is not super important. It's it's we're looking for quality. We're looking for uh, that, that team that we think is going to deliver. Um, usually there's going to be some there, some communication, obviously, back and forth between the between, you know, our leaders at our side, <clears throat> the owners on that side as well, the developers and kind of making sure it's a good fit. Um, to kind of hopefully bring our brand forward and something that we're also going to be able to, you know, that there's good synergy, right? That we're actually going to be able to help them get to the audience and, and, and reach what they're looking for as well. Wow. Okay. So you have, you know, you got metaverse games coming in, play <clears throat> games, NFT blockchain games, you got, you got the, the mix coming at you, right? So for sure. like what sort of experience does the, does the team have, you know, from a crypto or a gaming background to be able to decipher a good project from a, you know, maybe a project that doesn't necessarily meet the qualifications, you know, what's your guys' background in gaming? Yeah, absolutely. So the team is very diverse. Um, I'd say uh, from a, a technical standpoint, we have, we're, we're very strong. Um, our, our leadership is very strong technically. So uh, we got Julius, who is our uh, CTO. He did seven years um, in startup development in general. Our, our CEO, uh, Andreas, is 10 years um as uh, over over design um, and and full stack development and design, and he was actually on um, the design team for for Warfield, which is another game. So we we have uh, technical leaders for sure um, who have been in the startup scene and the development scene for sure, uh, been involved in, in development in general. Um, our CMO uh, Sylvia, full stack developing marketer. Um, so definitely a wide range of technical expertise for, from from all of them which is really cool to see um and and we have our, our team of developers has been awesome we've been extremely impressed with what they've been able to develop um I, i'm not sure if you guys have seen some of those those previews with dark frontiers and stuff just the the quality of game that we're, we're super excited to to release from our own interior studio uh, i think once we get a couple of those game start originals out there it's really going to set the tone for 
for the quality of games that we're looking to produce ourselves internally, which we you know we're really excited for. Yeah, that's actually I'd love to discuss that a little bit more because I was involved in the Dark Frontiers pre-sale with Downmaker and awesome. I've been, you know, keeping a close eye on Dark Frontiers. That game looks, you know, looks amazing. Looks nothing short of incredible. Probably one of the best looking blockchain play to earn games that I've seen that's going to be launched this year, as you say. So why don't you give us a little bit of insight into, you know, the Game Starter Originals program? Um, so how does that work? You have your own in-house developers, and but they're going through the same process as the other games that you don't develop? Like you're doing the NFT fundraising with them the same, or is it a bit different? Or how does that all work? Sure. So um, it, it, obviously the, the, the origin of the game itself is, is within the company. So whether that's... Um, I just, you know, I, honestly, I'm not sure who, who the brainchild of game uh, of, uh, of Dark Frontiers was originally. But like I said, it, it was more this in-house uh, organically grown um, um, concept that came to fruition uh, through our own team. Um, and so, yes, we still do the pre-sales. Like you said, you were able to part participate, but we didn't just have, obviously, Dark Frontiers, like you said, was not just on the Game Starter platform. It went through, we had, um, I believe it was four different platforms that Dark Frontiers was able to launch off of and get that initial uh, IGO off of. So we were able to still invest in multiple different avenues. So really treating it, while it is an in-house development, like you said, it is its own development. Uh, product that is being developed almost separately, but then you've got team team members who are working kind of both. I mean, I'm doing marketing for Game Starter, but I'm also helping kind of making those videos, making those promotions for Dark Frontiers as well. So similarly with the developers, um, you'll see people kind of work in, work in both hats. But um, yeah, so we had the spacesuit launch uh, NFT on Binance, uh, the Binance uh, NFT marketplace. And then um, we just did a big land drop, actually kind of a, a quieter release just because we, we had uh, some bot issues with the original spacesuit launch. So we decided um, we're going to keep this one close to our home community. We kind of uh, dispersed the information a little, like I said, a little more quietly with the, with our, our core community so that we weren't getting uh, front run by, by the bots. Um, and then, but as we go, we've got some more NFT releases coming uh, down the pipeline and it's going to be definitely harder to get your hands on those uh those dark frontiers nfts so um we're looking forward to right now we're kind of building in silence um there's been so much noise in the nft space and hype and and projects that just aren't delivering and they, they want to make these big announcements and then it's just quiet 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 um so right now we're trying to just build deliver a really good project and as we get closer and closer to a big launch we're really going to start ramping the the hype and the energy up around this whole thing we've got some plans uh kind of uh, planned around the launch of of everything as we as we start to kind of release everything so uh, definitely keep an eye out for that yeah that's awesome um in terms of like the community that is not only uh, coming in so i think you touched on the number of projects you launched like 30 or something in the past year and then you know i'm sure you've got a lot come this year on the other side of the community the community that is your investors. Uh, I know, you know, we work with Dowmaker a lot. Um, they're actually a sponsor of the podcast here. Um, so we always talk about how big their reach is in terms of, you know, total assets staked and, and all the people that get in on the Dowmaker IDOs. So what, are the, what does that look like from a game starter perspective? Do you have, you know, your network of investors that get to participate in the game starter IGOs and INOs? Like uh, how big is that? Are there any numbers that you can share with us for that? I, I will, <clears throat> honestly, I don't have those specific numbers on hand right now we are we do have a lot of um big supporters like i said we're working directly with binance nft we have um downmaker is actually one of our close friends and sponsors if you will kind of a sister platform if you will so um we we do have a good number um 
of, of investors and other kind of partner partner platforms, partner projects that, that we are working with. Like I said, number wise, um, I, I'm, I don't have the availability to share that kind of stuff right, right now. Um, but then, uh, yeah, like I said, we, we built a lot, a ton of good relationships as far as goes. And we've got um, definitely making noise on, as far as like the uh, influencer side of things too. So we've, we've definitely been able to um, kind of, if you, if you will get get some pretty big names on board with awesome. with uh, our projects, um, and so really helping sh- kind of spreading the word on that as far as that goes, and really making some good relationships in the space with both investors and influencers. Sounds great. So we've talked a lot about the NFTs, uh, Dark Frontiers. You know, video games have been around for a little while now. Uh, you know, with Pong, I think was it like Atari back in the day. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> then you had you know Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong. Hey, you got Halo. So maybe like Warzone. you have all these big mainstream video games i'm curious to know like what are your thoughts on the expanding role of nfts in these mainstream video games sure so i i think i mean I, i'm sure you might share the same opinion but I, and i've heard it lots from other people but i really hold this opinion as well but i think through gaming we could really see this mass adoption of nfts um in general it could, could really just end up being a big bridge uh, especially depending on how like metaverse ends up playing out you know that's one thing that i like think about a lot is how will how will we see we, we hear a lot of metaverse and it becomes a very big buzzword but what does that look like at the end of the day is there one big one that we're all a part of are there a bunch of different ones that kind of bridge together what does that look like um because i think nfts will end up playing a big role in influencing that uh just because you know if you're able to to take um in-game assets move them to different games or in-game assets and have a greater inventory inside a bigger metaverse or that kind of thing. Um, but really giving direct ownership to gamers of NFT of your, of your in-game assets. I think it both um, creates value for, for gamers as a community um, where you can actually, like I said, own those in-game assets. It's verifiable. They're tradable, they're sellable, they're viable. Um, and you can really guarantee that this is, you know, verifiably mine um, and part of this unique collection, et cetera. Uh, but also it opens, I think it, it expands uh, like what, what, what we're able to do because of these NFTs. It really opens up the, the doors for what developers can do for their community, I think, which I think is really cool. Um, like I said, offering these these drops, allowing our users to do more with their NFTs, staking passive income, um, you know, you know the, the, the buzzwords, um, that kind of stuff. Though, but, but it really is bringing more utility to the space, mm. bringing more utility to the gaming. I mean, you've got people making full-time salaries gaming now because of NFT and, and crypto, um, you know, uh, introduction into these games. So I think uh, it, it can really has a chance to develop um, and really move the games forward and move the gaming space forward, depending on how everyone kind of plays their cards. Do you think we're going to see NFT integration into PlayStation 6 or what? <laughs> i don't know too soon too soon. cool we'll see because i know like some of these big these big uh developers and big and manufacturers are, are still resistant and I'm, I'm curious to see why i know steam had a big problem with they started right. knocking down they had a chance to really take on uh nfts and they could be a big mover and you know you wonder if it's going to be um kind of like a Kodak films moment where they, they don't adapt and they don't evolve to the changing times. Yeah. And will they, you know, they get left in the dust or are they going to be right? And we're all, this is all a big scam. I don't know. I, I yeah. personally don't believe so, but I guess time will tell, but um, it, it seems to me the the big companies that want to resist change and say, no, this is how it is. And we're not going to change from it. Usually it just seems that history uh, says that that doesn't work. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, I, 
I think the ones that the big companies that resist are going to have problems. I have this vision of doubt, uh, opening your PlayStation box, plugging it in, and it already has MetaMask on it. And it's just all go. integrated. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. Like, How long did it take to go from PS4 to PS5, though? You know, I took them like 10 years yeah. or something. <laughs> it's, so a, it's a long... PS6 post. with NFTs? Or <laughs> I mean, if it takes them, it's going to have to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, another, sure. another quick another question. Five, six years, maybe. Yeah, things move fast in the crypto and blockchain gaming space. That's for sure. That's true. Um, so I know you, you were just kind of just touching on the word metaverse and how that integrates with blockchain gaming. So I just want to have a quick discussion about well, one thing, just as you said, metaverse is a buzzword now. So everyone just throws the term metaverse around every blockchain game. You know, they try to position themselves as a metaverse, even though if it is, it's just a blockchain game. You know, it's a play to earn game, but all of a sudden it's a metaverse. People are trying to capitalize on the buzzword, but then there are legitimate games who are building a metaverse around the game you know whether it's multiple games or marketplaces so how do, how do you see that term right now and i'm sure you see games coming through your door that say they're metaverses but they're not and then you have metaverse games that are legitimate that are maybe getting their name dragged under by metaverse imposters so to speak right you know what i mean no, so so what's your opinion on that whole the buzzword right <clears throat> now and and what what do you see happening with the differentiation between actual metaverse games and imposter metaverse game so to speak sure I, I think like you kind of touched on a couple of those kind of terms that that to me set aside like what a metaverse ends up being but it's more than just obviously like um my, i we just bought my son legend of arceus right the, the new pokemon game on switch right it's an open world concept you open you run around you catch pokemon and you you like that's not a metaverse right that's just a game that's just how whatever and so what you got games coming through the doors like you said with that same exact concept, um, it's an open world, and all of a sudden it's a metaverse. It's like, no, I, I, you can't really you can't really say that. You have an inventory and you have an open world. That doesn't make a metaverse, right? We've had that for years now at this point, these type of games. So to me, when you talk, start talking metaverse, you start talking, getting into, um, I, like you said, marketplace, but more of like an ecosystem or an economy kind of around in at least some regard. And I think that's like at least the base level. So I guess you can... A lot of these games claiming metaverse you can kind of get away with it in a way just because you're able to take what is in the game move it kind of out of the game whether it's currencies or nfts or that kind of thing so i think that's kind of the start of things um but ultimately i think what what i really like to see is that that tying of games together almost in some sort of kind of a metaverse bridge if you will so that's one thing actually we're, we're getting ready to do um we we have uh a metaverse launching through uh, through GameStar, which we're really excited about to kind of we, we've we've hinted at some stuff at this point. We've announced it. We haven't um, launched yet the, the metaverses, but basically it's going to be uh, sort of the universe that all our games kind of exist in together. And so uh, it'll be, you know, physically, well, virtually represented uh, by different different islands that you're going to be able to kind of go to and participate in. But these are all different many worlds within a larger universe and larger space. So I think that's kind of what gets me excited about the side of things is tying different worlds together, if you will, um, and, and different games where you can kind of, you're, you're able to enter a space, which is the metaverse, and then go into these smaller spaces, which are individual games themselves. Yeah, right. So it's like you're immersing yourself into something, if you will. Um, you know, when I think, of the, I think of the word metaverse and I think, you know, I'm immersing myself into a different world. You know, I'm putting on a headset, uh, everything's 3D, 4D, 5D, however you want to describe it. So we've heard of play to earn. We've heard of play to, play to burn. You know, when you exercise and you can, you can earn that way. Yep. Or sure. bur burn to earn, sorry. But what is, can you, can you elaborate a little bit more on what 
play to immerse is? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a this is a coin phrase um, that we're trying to push as sort of a a, a community building um, uh, event or or mechanism whereby. You're going to be now it is a broad term right so the specifics of how it's implemented can change game to game but the idea is that you're going to be able to earn uh basically earn through not just playing the game uh not just high achievements in a game but also through being an active member of a community basically so um being part of the you know play to play to immerse game starter kind of ecosystem uh, you could be rewarded for yes in-game achievements sure but also being a contributor in the discord channels being a creator where you're making guides or where you're you're end up being a guide yourself and helping other players get up to speed and that kind of thing um, and you're able to submit hey these are my youtube videos for new players um, or my my write-ups on medium um, i'm going to submit them to the community to be used and dispersed so um, or, or even positive uh, or kind kind of interactions on uh, on Discord, but also like in game and that kind of thing. Basically, like any these positive community building interactions, um, whether it's in game or out of game, and so it kind of allows you to to fully uh, our communities to more fully participate in the ecosystem and be rewarded for such, not just uh, you know play or earn because you achieved something, but also like I'm a contributing member basically of that and you can and the idea is to be rewarded for that kind of uh, cooperation uh you know good naturedness so it's like contribute to earn yeah i like that i mean it's Mm, it's a community building thing right and you know with a lot of these blockchain games and everything in going on the crypto space it's super early so building the community is really the most important part at these you know this is day one right for blockchain gaming and play to earn gaming so i think play to immerse you know encouraging people to be good community members and support each other and, and not just play 12 hours a day and be the best possible player. Yeah. That's the only way to earn. It's other ways right. of, you know, being rewarded for being a good person, right? Well, think about how the way we, re- we research our projects is a lot of the time we'll go into the Telegram group, we'll go into the, their Discord, yeah. the, uh, and we actually like evaluate what the community looks like and how they interact with, you know, the, uh, the community. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is huge. Makes sense for sure. Um, so, all right. Everything you outlaid, outlaid about <clears throat> Game Starter sounds great. You've got... You're making your own games. You're launching other games. You're innovating in the blockchain gaming space. You know, you're basically uh, establishing yourself as a powerhouse in the blockchain and play to game industry moving forward. From a crypto investor standpoint, there's the game token. So what utility does that token have? And, you know, why would someone want to hold it? Are there benefits from holding it? You know, tell us a little bit about how the ecosystem is all tied together by the game token. Sure. So... The game token acts as sort of <clears throat> that initial investment into the game starter platform. Um, using game token, you're able to stake. Obviously, we, you know you've got the basics of of staking your coin to to earn a percentage to earn a yield, correct? Um, but then also staking allows you to basically opens up opportunities for further investment into more projects that are going to be launching off the platform. So, um, you know, there's different levels, different numbers, etc. But it, Staking a certain amount of game tokens allows you to invest basically into these startup projects and um, IGOs, INOs, and allows you to kind of get a piece of that pie uh, early on. So you 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 stake, you register, and then yeah, you get you get your coin. So it's basically in, uh, allows you to be a member participant of that early investment period. So that's kind of that that stage one. And then um, in general, uh, you would be. Uh, you know the the, cur- the currencies will be um, distributed 
per the game, each game is going to have a different, you know, kind of in-game currency. But that game starter token is kind of that uh, main uh, kind of pie that, that keeps it all together. And it's a sort of way that just represents our platform and and the company as a whole. So, you know, if you believe in that, theoretically, that should, um, as game starter grows, so should, so should the token itself. Yeah, right. Love it. Okay, so last question I got here for you is, it's always fun to to think about the future and plans sure. that you might have coming down the pipeline. You know, I, I know you guys have a lot on your plate right now. I know there's a lot going on in the industry. You know, we talked about Steam kind of rejecting NFTs. There ha- we're talking about PlayStation, Sixes, and what, like, what do you, like, what kind of future plans do you guys have, you know, in the upcoming, you know, one year to five year plan type of thing? What's your future plan? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I th- one of the one of the big things is going to be uh, increasing our internal development efforts. Um, like I said, we do have another big game that's getting ready to be announced. Um, actually, I don't even know it yet. So it's it's like definitely on the down low and it's going to be a, a really big. I know it's going to be a completely different genre than what we have used to um, producing. So um, that's going to be a big game for, for this year. And so I and and I know the team wants to kind of increase that internal effort because it's not only we want to be this the platform um that that hosts the games we would we want to be you know one of those powerhouse developers at the end of the day so i think that could be uh, really exciting as far as that goes we have um like i said talking about the metaverse um our own our own version of our metaverse um we've got the play to immerse kind of ecosystem so really building out a very strong community um that is you know supportive of what we're trying to do and and helping us implement nfts and crypto into the broader space so i think that's kind of going to be like a main uh, ethos of, of the of the system of the of the platform as well as like I said increasing internal uh, development um but I know I'm excited to see you know where our leadership really starts to take us because I know there's some cool thoughts about where we want to go <clears throat> in the future you know there's rumors about you know the, the dream being creating a uh, dark frontiers like tv show one day mm. or you know getting into different types of media uh, i think is on the table for sure not that's nothing in the works right now or anything but more of like uh, our, our our leadership is not afraid to think outside the box as far as that goes and i think eventually getting into um multi-dimensional media aspect of things i think is very much a real possibility so i i think it'll be really cool to see uh where we from here um besides just uh kind of that we host games to we create games and we build media um can, you know media powerhouses very cool i think you know when you think about blockchain gaming a lot of people have said and i've, I've read multiple articles about this blockchain gaming could be you know the most key thing for mass adoption into nfts and crypto because we know everyone loves video games and slowly but surely video games are becoming blockchain games played air games and after everything we discussed today, it sure sounds like GameStarter is positioning themselves to be one of the leaders in the blockchain gaming space. So by association, now you're responsible for mass adoption of crypto. So it's all on you. <laughs> and don't let us down. But uh, Don't yeah. take this charge lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, look, it's a really exciting project and we, we love GameStarter. So, I mean, if, if unless there's anything else, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, what do you say? Like NFT games generated two point three billion in Q three or something like that. Yeah. So let's follow the money here, right? Yeah, the money's flowing there's, there's in. Some, yeah, there's there's some amazing stuff going on. I mean, everyone kind of thinks of, you know, you talk to the random person on the street about NFTs and they just think about crypto punks or they think about you know pixelated mm. rocks and they're just like, I don't get it. It's so stupid. It's dumb. Blah blah. blah. But when you look past kind of the memes 
of NFTs and what they actually really represent and how important it is. I mean, our whole world is digital at this point and it's only getting more so. So, so verifiable digital assets, it's such an important concept that um, it, it's verge of adoption, I think, and it's right there. But right now, I think, honestly, just getting people to, to try to understand that basic concept, I think is gonna be really important. So um, yeah, I'm excited for the space and I think it's it has a huge potential going forward. For sure, awesome. So everyone can check out GameStarter on Twitter. You guys are on your Telegram or uh, Discord? Um, Discord is our is our main hub. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, Discord. So di- GameStarter, Twitter, yeah. you got YouTube, Discord. Yeah, it's all good. And I'm also, I'm very excited to see the progress in Dark Frontiers. That one's been high on my watch list. Honestly, honestly, same. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, Joseph. It's been it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate Absolutely. having you on. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate the conversation. I love this kind of stuff. Awesome. Cheers. Hey, make sure you guys all tune into the next episode. That one's gonna be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.